Warning, great marriage advice ahead. Marriage on the Rocks is not a licensed marriage counseling service. Our opinions and methods work for us, so your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to our fifth episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Um, so today we are having some rum and coke with Pompero... Um, rum. Rum. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, this is a, a gift from uh, one of the couples that we're friends with. And uh, once again, we enjoy it quite a bit. So we drink a lot of whiskey, but uh, rum is our second favorite drink that we have. And so it's pretty good stuff. It's uh, got really good flavor to it. So it's from Venezuela. So really good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, So today we are going to be talking about the three loves. This was uh, an article that you found a couple of years ago. Um, Yeah, I was looking back and I think it was... A little over a year. I thought it was a couple oh, it was, oh, yeah, years ago. Oh, yeah, I thought ago. it was longer than that. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, yeah, because I'm trying to remember... I remember telling people about it, and it seemed like it was before we had moved. I know. I thought it was when we were in Denver still. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, it was it was one of those articles that you see a lot of relationship crap on Facebook and social media, and about one out of every eight to ten has some good points and even then it's kind of like yeah I agree with most of it but Mm -hmm. there's still the part I don't agree with but this was this was I think probably one of the first relationship articles that I read and you read that we really agreed with we're like wow pretty much the entire thing and it was like wow that really relates Uh um and I I I don't I mean I don't think it's a it's not a blanket set of rules or a chain of events that everybody is gonna be like oh that's my story but I think that most for the majority people, of I us, mm-hmm. uh, we'll be able to look at it. And I think that, unfortunately, as we kind of go through the first, second, and third loves, uh, as we talk about today, um, there's going to be people that are like, well, damn it. I either missed out <laughs> or I'm missing out. Um, or, or, yeah, I'm in I'm in my first yeah, love still. I'm in my or first I'm in love still. I'm in my second uh-huh. love. and. And I think that for me, it was, you know, once again, it's, it's information that shows up too little too late. But um, if I had seen something, if I had seen or read that article when I was in my previous relationship, it would have really, I don't know what it would have changed, but it, it would have really hit home. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as it hit home being in the third one, as we're going to talk about, it would have been extremely upsetting to me knowing that I was in the second one. <laughs> so, yeah. and we'll, we'll kind of get into it to what all of those, those mean, but it's a, it, it's a, it's a great article that we, we shared it for people to kind of see and look at. So if you hadn't had a chance to look at it yet, make sure you go back and take a look, uh, and, take a look and, and read it. And, uh, we're going to mention some stuff that was in the article, but you know, once again, just kind of talk about what the article meant to us and, and our opinions on it. And, uh, this is one of those things where I think we're we're, we're very opinionated on, on this, um, mm-hmm. just because it's very reflective of our, our lives. lives. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I guess we'll just start with the first love. The first love is <clears throat> basically, you're, as, yeah, as it is, love. your very first love. And with when you're first love, you're really just kind of learning how to love, how to... what. What you want to do to, um, what am I trying to say? I guess uh, impress your your new right. your new partner. Uh, I know for me myself, I I was pretty young. I was a sophomore in high school, mm-hmm. and 
that's when I found my first love. And well, and that, that's one of the things that, that we talked about was, I think, and once again, this doesn't apply to 100% of the population, but I think for most people, I said that I think most girls go through it earlier in life than guys do. And, and the only reason I say that is you know, not just because your experience and my experience was was very similar as far as that backs that. You were, you know, 15, 16 years old. I was, you know, 16, 17 years old, and I was dating that freshman, sophomore. And I think that most guys go through it. And mo- most people, guys and girls, go through this first love typically in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for guys, it's towards the end of high school. I think it's going to be your junior, senior year, maybe a little bit of sophomore. And I think for girls, it's going to really kind of kick off that sophomore, junior year. And yeah. then maybe maybe for some a little towards the end of freshman year, depending on, on who they date. And then I think you're going to see another group of people that, um, depending had on... Had it in college. Had it in college, uh-huh. yeah. Or, or had it very shortly after high school, especially right. if they were... A lot of people don't come out of their shell because they're still very awkward and, and they're trying to kind of wrap their heads around how how they deal with themselves, let alone bring somebody else into that mix. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think for, for some people, it's even even if you... I'm trying to figure out a nice way to say this. Even if you had a really good time in high school, <laughs> and whether you're a guy or a girl, you know we, we don't mistake those encounters for love, but really that, that first serious relationship. And, and I don't really know what time frame you put on. I think for... I, I think that one of the neat things about the first love is it feels like it's a lot longer than it really is. Oh my is. gosh, yeah. I know for me, it was my sophomore year in high school. Um, I would say most of my sophomore year, probably only about six months, right. but it seemed like forever. And mm-hmm. I was just head over heels, you know, and Was it on again, off again? Um. Because that's how mine was. It was it on was, again, off again for about a year. It was a. A little bit of that, I guess. A year and a half. But it wasn't... It was pretty much a straight through thing Mm -hmm. for me, though. And then just, like, wanting to... Just, I guess, young love. Like, really thinking... Well, and and not to downplay it, because I think that it... That your first love is important, because it kind of sets the expectations for your next... Three next two loves. next two loves uh-huh. yeah it, it's it's so weird how influential um, a short term high school romance can be on how you perceive what relationships are supposed to be especially because you're just learning about them at a young age mm-hmm. and I know that I know that the person that I, I dated before who I what who I claim is my my first love um, she thought that I was the first girl thought I was her that you know I I was her first love but she wasn't mine Mm -hmm. and it was only like a six month thing wait she thought that you were so the so my my quote-unquote first love Uh was my first love but Uh I dated a girl before her who I was her first love you know what I'm saying right yeah and she 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 married her second love Uh um but that I've told you the story about her, how that six month relationship meant way more to her than it did me. Uh-huh. Um, where she really hung on to a lot of aspects of that uh-huh. and, and things like that, but it was 
Well, I think a lot of girls do mm-hmm. do that though. They really hang on to that, and they really. I mean, I know that I wanted. I want. I thought that we were going to get married and, you know, be together forever. <laughs> is that? Is that? Do you think that that's a? Do you think that's a, a female train of thought, or do you think guys are the same I, way? I don't know because talking talking to you and I think talking to like my my second love, uh-huh. I don't think that he thought that way about his first love either. Yeah, see, I I didn't, I didn't, and Maybe but it but, is but a I thing. but I think they did. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm I'm positive they did. Uh-huh. Um, at some point in time, I mean, the the the, the first one that thought I was her first love was. She talked about that right off the bat, but you know and that that kind of threw me for a loop because I'm like, what? Well, I, I was I was very yeah I was very <laughs> self aware in in high school that mm-hmm. what this was just high school. Uh-huh. Um, and I so, don't think a lot of people are like that. Yeah, though. maybe that's just me. I'm just mm-hmm. weird with it. But you know, I think when when you look at first love, you know, there's there's a lot of that um, figuring out who you are and how you communicate with. Uh, somebody you're attracted to, and I mean, of course, today it doesn't have to be guys and girls. It can be guys, guys, or girls and girls. But um, it's really learning how to be uh, a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn what what ticks other people off. You learn how to communicate. You learn how to, um, you know, ha- have that type of relationship and and show value and and have value demonstrated to you. And I think that one of the neat thing, or I say neat, one of the kind of funny things about the first love is in the article mentions it as well is um things are over dramatic yeah within it and yes. you think about anybody look back at high school days and, and what we thought was were big deals at the time turns out you know even five years after you could look back and be like oh my gosh wow. i was an idiot why did i even yeah you know get weird about that uh-huh. but i think that you know, it's it's such a bundle of, of emotions you've never felt and hormones that you've never had and thoughts that you've never thought. And it's just a flood of all this stuff. And one of the neat things about the first love is the butterfly sustainment that you have mm-hmm. through it. Because even in that short period of time or what seems like a long period of time. It's still so brand new. It's, yeah, everything is still so brand new and it takes you a while to get over it. And I think that... The loss of your first love is more devastating than the loss of your second love to some point. Oh, I th- oh, I definitely think so. Definitely on that. I don't know about how you felt or how you felt about your first love, like because you didn't seem like you were like that devastated. But I know for for me, <laughs> well, when I say when I say it was on again, off again, we we had we had a at one point a pretty nasty breakup that was. Uh, that was crushing to me. Uh-huh. Um, but we ended up getting back together after that. And oh. then it was just, you know, I was going to the military. She was still in school. I just knew realistic. Once again, I, I had a pretty good grasp of yeah, reality. reality. And a lot of people that age don't. Uh-huh. And I was like, this just, this just isn't going to work. And then I was dumb enough to try to make it work mm-hmm. after I left. You know, I came yeah. back after a few months and it made it like through the holidays when I was going to be here. And then it was like, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And we just broke up over the phone, fine, like for the final time, and uh-huh. and that, that was it. But over and, the phone. Yeah, yeah, but it was there wasn't really a, you know, I think when you don't see somebody and you break up, it's not as difficult as when you're at school and you see that person every day or, or you see yeah, that person. I guess we didn't go to school true. together. So. I didn't go to school with my first love either, and we and well, 
there was, yeah, I guess like how you said that the, it's just overly dramatic. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to prom <laughs> with somebody else and him going with another girl too. Uh-huh. And it was, I mean. Cause you guys had to, you guys had to just to get invited to prom. Yes, Cause you yeah. guys weren't old enough to uh-huh. attend. Right, right. Yeah. yeah but he was that. going to my prom because he worked with a girl that, um, went to my school and mm-hmm. I was asked by a senior and I was only a sophomore and I was like, heck yeah, I'm going to prom, you know? And it was this huge deal uh-huh. that all of this happened. I remember that night so perfectly at prom, just like, I can't believe he's here with this other girl. And then come to find out that, well, duh, he was cheating on me with this girl uh. this whole time. And he's like, I don't like that girl. I mm. like you. And so he ended up coming, um, going home with me and my prom date that night and yeah. leaving, leaving, leaving his, his date. Yeah, maybe tell me about that one. Which I don't know if, if, if like, the girl that he worked with that went to my school was if he was her first love, too. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He may, he may be saying the same thing about you that I... <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but it but, is overly dramatic. Yeah, it, it is, and I, I think that, uh, I, and like I said, I think one of the, one of the key things is the 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 breakup is a little more harsh because you you don't know exactly what you did wrong. You're not sure what happened, um, and when you're going to find somebody else again. It just seems like even if it was a very short period, once again, if you're that young, it feels like you were single forever after that happened, and and mm-hmm. in reality, you probably weren't. Um, but I mean, what what else is there to say about the first one? About the first? I don't know. Love? I just I think that the first love is just really your biggest learning experience when you first start to, um, I guess, know about love. Yeah, know what it feels like. Uh-huh. You know, know what that is. You know, and and I think that uh, we we were talking about this before where. We, I, I wonder if there was three loves a long time ago. I, mean, I say long time ago. I mean, you know, 50, 60 years ago. Uh-huh. Um, because, like, my grandparents, my, my grandmother married very, very young to my grandfather. Right. Um, and, you know, they were first love. Yeah. Or at least for her. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I don't know if, if well, people Well, even would, my parents, right. which wasn't that long yeah. ago at all. With, with the concept of having three separate loves over the course of your you know, adult life makes sense. And some people be like, no, because a lot of people typically married, you know, very, very young mm-hmm. and stayed with that person forever yeah, um, until they died. And, and so I think that I wonder what that'll mean moving forward. I wonder if with, you know, a millennial type of generation or generation Z or whatever's coming up, how many loves they'll have, if it'll be preoccupied with technology and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll go back to, one love, but instead of having that one love, it, you know, like, like my grandmother was, you know, 14, 15 or whatever like that, it's going to be 34, 35 because mm-hmm. they're waiting. Young people now are waiting longer and longer and longer to get married and be in committed relationships and things like that. So I wonder if we'll see that kind of weird shift with it. I know. Um, one of the, one of the important factors to remember as we talk about the next two is first love if you end up with your first love, that's still not, not that, bad. that's not a bad deal. No, <laughs> uh, ending up with your first love is fine. I, I think that you're going to find out as we talk about second love, especially uh-huh. how how fortunate people are 
to, to only be, have yeah one to love. only have one love and be with their first love. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that's a, a decent segue into, into the dreaded two. second love. Oh my god! Dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Um, the second love is shit. Second <laughs> love is shit. This is a relation shit. <laughs> Not a relationship. <laughs> People that are married to their second love are like, oh my God. I know. They're saying, he's exactly right. <laughs> I've been married to this idiot for 10 years. It is a relationship. Oh, man. <laughs> well, and yeah, for... It is. <laughs> it is. It's so... So the second love is... Usually really, who you marry. <laughs> yeah. You really want to make it work. Well, you're, yeah. you're, you're hoping it's going to replicate the first love. Uh-huh. And that that's the... The biggest letdown that you don't really realize until later on. Uh-huh. And I think it's misplaced because you just assume, well, this is, I'm older now. And second love usually takes place after high school, after college. Uh-huh. Um, you're, you're kind of like moving in together, experiencing yeah. more adult type right. experiences. And, and while, the, while the first love was more, you know, kind of self-induced made up drama mm-hmm. of... You know, whatever jealousy and hormones and all that mm-hmm. stuff that's going on as a young person, you're actually finally having adult arguments and decisions to make, and you're investing more in each other because you're not living with each of you with your parents. And well, I guess it depends on how grown up you are, but most of the time, like you said, it's you're you're getting a place together, you're probably buying a pet together, mm-hmm. or, or you're adopting mm-hmm. your partner's pet that has or whatever that yeah. is, but. You're you're sharing more things than just time. Uh huh. And and eventually having kids together. And, right. And all that. Yeah. Even. But it'd be, I, I was just talking about kind of initial. No, I know. Yeah. But you're this love. I think is probably the the love that you will actually learn the most from. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. People hopefully. learn from their mistakes, and just. Hopefully you'll grow from from there, and and hopefully you're not stuck in a horrible second love. Yeah, well, and I think that that's where it's it, it it's it's difficult for people that are in second love because of what you've invested in with a place to live, with pets, with you know monetary stuff, and then marriage, and then kids. You know, all that's happening. Typically, once again, I'll say it again. We we, we know this isn't a hundred percent for everybody, but for most people, we find out it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have more invested in the second love, and so it's harder to break it off. It's harder to move away, and that's where we start to make excuses of you know, well, we we have a place together. It's going to be. We start to bargain with ourselves and, and say that well, this is worth staying and over leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do that, and, and whether you know right, wrong, or indifferent, we use houses, we use kids, we use cars, we use jobs, we use money, all these other you know 101 things as to why we should stay in this not so great relationship. Um, and, and we're we're kind of tricked and duped that this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and and you you grow a lot in that one, but unfortunately, most people are stuck on their second marriage. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, on their second love uh-huh. uh, for the rest of their lives. I know. Or until they get much, much older. And when then, the kids are graduating. Yeah, and then realize, like you know, I raised, I wasted, you know, 20 years. And I, I've said it before that with, with my previous marriage, which would have been my second love, I was clinging on to hope that after our son was an adult, 
that we would be able to focus on us, that we would be able to do all these things together. Um, and so I was really just clinging on to that hope of us being able to refocus all of our efforts on us instead of having to deal with, or, or I don't say, I don't mean deal, but having to uh, handle the challenges of having a child and careers and, and all this other stuff that came along with it. Um, but I know now that that would not, there was no light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. I was just hoping that there was. And I think that there's a, as I've talked to other couples or I've talked to other people that have been in that second love, it's the same way for a lot of them. It's, well, you know, they weren't like this when we got married. And maybe once, once same thing, once the kids move out, once the kids grow up, once they graduate, whatever it is, once they're more independent, we'll be able to focus on us. And it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I guess sometimes it does, but most of the time it doesn't. And I think that that 1% of the time it does, everybody is clinging on to that. Well, I hope that we're the 1% that, that can work this yeah. out after it's us again. Yeah. I know for me, it. I mean, I didn't have kids or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why in the hell I was stuck in this second <laughs> love for, for almost 10 years. Yep. But I think that it was it was the hope. Mm-hmm. that things would get better and that you know the that the old feelings would would come back right and that i mean even though i guess like towards the end of my second love he ended up trying and i wasn't trying yeah you were at done that trying point. and so you know i mean we we had a dog together but we didn't we didn't have much else mm-hmm. thankfully yeah well, and, and uh, you know, I think that that's, that that's where a lot of people just kind of get stuck because they they think that this is how it is. And if I leave, I'm just going to deal with this again with my next partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of times that that second love, we 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 want to we want to experience the feelings from the first love so bad again mm-hmm. that I think a lot of times we aren't picky enough as we move into that second love. Yeah. I think that and I'm not saying that we're picky of the first love. No. I but I yeah. think the first love is usually just kind of a chance where most of the time it works out and you usually break it off at the at some point in time because one of you did something stupid and yeah. you know, it's easier to walk away at that. And, and so for the second one you you really want to replicate that feeling those butterflies and and unfortunately you find out as you kind of get into it, that maybe you feel like you're being patient. Maybe you feel like you're getting to know this person better. Um, but you start to overlook a lot of stuff that should be warning signs. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. And I think that I, for me, I just wanted to make it work so bad and wanted mm-hmm. things to just be so perfect and that it just wasn't right. going to happen. Well, and, and we tend to take that second love and, and I think some people that marry their first love have the same mentality as well, but we, we tend to say, well, we've, we've, you know, quote unquote, grown up together. Mm-hmm. We've been through this together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where you start seeing the, through all of our ups and downs and, 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 you know, and things like that on social media. And we may not, you know, what, what's some of the other stupid ones? We may not, um, um, I'm glad, I'm glad we're in this together and we've, we may have to fight for our love and we may not be perfect. Uh-huh, and, right. and, and, and you start to, 
you start to just associate once again these these issues and warning signs as normalcy because once it is normal, a lot of mm-hmm. I mean that's what we've we've right. said almost every week that it is normal and and our perspective is normal's not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, ordinary marriages aren't great. Extraordinary marriages are, mm-hmm. and that's going to be my new catchphrase. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> trademark pending. <laughs> but I, I think that you know we're 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 wanting to replicate it so bad. We find out, unfortunately, those butterflies wear off in that second love, and we don't know how to get it back. Um, and we we try to look for ways to fix it, whether it's through counseling or it's going to church or it's hanging out with other couples who are just as dysfunctional as we are, and then comparing. Well, our, our dysfunctional marriage didn't look half as bad as theirs. We're not cheating on each other or yeah. or whatever. And so you start to just say, well, we don't have it as bad as them, so that means we must be okay. Yeah. Um, and you don't do that with your first love. And, and so the second love, you start, once again, I think overall the, the theme is you really just kind of make excuses to stay in a really right. crappy relationship. Yeah. Um, and... It's one of those, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. You don't realize how bad it is until it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the hardest part about talking to people about it is you, we, and, and we, we know people. We know people that are on this second love that we know that they aren't happy. We know that they have problems. We know that... You know, they, they don't really like each other, but they, you know, they, you know, they love each other or whatever, yeah. however they want to say it. And they, 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 you know, yeah, like you said, they put up with each other and they, they make it work and, mm-hmm. and all those things like that. And when you tell somebody like that, that you, you can't say, well, you're in your second love and you're stuck in it <laughs> and you need to get out of there because your third love is going to be great and it's waiting somewhere out there. Well, cause, and we had no idea that. Yeah. It was gonna, that you were going to be my third love, and I was going to be your third love. Mm-hmm. We it just happened, right? Yep. Um, and so I think that that's you know that that's there's there's just a lot of crappy things about that second love, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and and like I said, you know, the unfortunate thing is it's that's that's who you're going to be with. If you don't get out of it, you, that's that's your partner, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not that great of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do get out of it, <laughs> there is the third love. Yes. And the third love is better than the first. It's definitely better than second love, but it's also better than, than the, the first, first love. love. But the first love is better than the second but love. first love is still better <laughs> than the second love. Yeah. Um, but with the third love, it is easy. Mm-hmm. It's simple. It is just everything going smooth sailing. Yep. And, you know, you get along, you have most everything in common, mm-hmm. and you don't argue. I mean, yeah, you don't, I mean, we don't argue. Right, yeah. Well, there's not, there's there's not nothing fights, Mm-mm. there's not uh, pointless disagreements, there's not the stress. Third love usually takes place later in your life. Because you've learned from both the first and the second love. Mm-hmm. And I think once you get out of the second love, you you look at you know you and I'm sure not everybody does this, but you start to look at well why why was the first love so great? Well, it's because it was easy. It was easy because it was it was usually high school or college or very young age. All the things we mm-hmm. talked about that makes it easy. You didn't have the stress of life. Yeah. 
and Sim- you more you, simple time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time you weren't making the stupid mistakes continually that you were in the second love. Mm-hmm. The second love is, is, is really where you grow. That's where you, you get those mistakes out. And that's one of the things that we've told people and we've told young people that, you know, you, if you're, if you're, you know, late teens, early twenties, or even, excuse me, late twenties, you can't look at our relationship and expect to have the zero problems that we do mm-hmm. because you're not you're not done growing up. You're you're still stupid. <laughs> you're gonna make dumb mistakes. You're gonna make wrong decisions. You're gonna you know mistreat your partner inadvertently. Uh-huh. Um, hopefully not on purpose, but you're you're gonna have those growing pains because you you haven't fully learned how to be a good partner yet. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that we we continually attribute the success of our marriage to was we made all of our mistakes in that second love in that second relation or that second major type of relationship. Um, but because of that, yeah, I mean, it's, it is easy and, and don't you, you can't, if you were with your second love and you break up and get back with him, that's not considered third love. That's repeating (laughs) second love and you get an F at relationship journey. Yeah. Well, and, and people also, they'll not only get back together with their same partner, mm-hmm. but they will, they'll get with somebody that is exactly like, exactly like, like their, their, yes, that, that's love. the other thing that, that that's the mistake that people make. That's the caveat with the third love is, yeah, we see that quite a bit too. Mm-hmm. Whatever was wrong with your second love. And, and, and I think that, you know, you and I were just talking about this, that, after you finish your second love, hopefully, like Crystal said, if you learn something, there is you should at least, you may not have your perfect. This is what I want in my next partner, but you should have a pretty decent list of what you don't want. Yeah, um, out of a partner, and I think that I thinking I think coming up with the don't want list is actually pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that pissed you off about your first partner should make the don't want list um, within reason. I mean, it <laughs> shouldn't be completely. You know, irrationally. I mean, we, we see people miss out on really good opportunities because they they they're so focused on the want list. You know, uh-huh. um, guys may want a girl that looks a certain way. Girls may want a guy that's six foot one and above. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I think that if if we start to limit those, that's a problem. But it is easy to come up with that don't want list and stick by it. Yeah. You know, I don't want somebody that's. You know, like you and I talked about, you know, I don't want somebody that's going to be in a bad mood all the time. Yeah. I don't want somebody that um, doesn't have things in common with me. I don't want somebody that is, you know, going to be focused on materialistic things all the time. I don't want somebody that uh, wants kids. I don't want somebody that has kids, you know, yeah. whatever was on my don't want list. It was very easy to come up with that. And I think that you had said, well, you didn't know, but then yeah. as we talked about well, it, it was funny because, um, I, I told you that I think, well, at least you knew exactly what you wanted or, mm-hmm. or didn't, didn't want, want in a partner. And I was the, the lucky one that, that lucked out in the whole thing because I just, Kind of got with you. But then you made me realize, no, well, you didn't want to be with somebody that was a drug addict or Mm -hmm. an alcoholic. You wanted somebody that was going to be more attentive or whatever, help around and all that. Right, yeah. Wanted somebody with with some drive and Mm -hmm. ambition and 
um, and, and things like that. And, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> I knew. guess I, I guess I did know. You knew what you didn't yeah. want. Going back to making the same mistake twice. It's not just getting with the same partner again. It's it's not bettering your situation. It's mm-hmm. it's picking somebody that you don't have anything in common with again. It's picking somebody that you know has the same hang-ups or or whatever and unfortunately we find out that some people are attracted to a certain type and far too often that type is an undesirable type yeah and it's like what are you doing why 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 would you go back to that type yeah. of they just keep doing behavior over yeah and over and over again mm-hmm. I don't understand it um, but I mean, with with third love, it is it's gonna it's gonna feel more permanent. There's not hope because it's not needed. Mm-hmm. There's not tolerance because it's not needed. Mm-hmm. All of the issues that you had in your second love, once again, if you were smart and you learn from it, and you have that I don't want list, and you are you know picky enough, but not too picky. Um, and you've grown up, you're, it's just, once again, like you said, it's just going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Everything is going to be effortless. Um, you know, your life is going to improve tenfold, not just relationship wise, but your whole yeah, life, your whole life gets better. Yeah. Everything. I mean, from when we first got together, I, I got a new job that was really good and left mm-hmm. a job that I had been at for six years. Yep. A dead-end job. And then, you know, shortly after that, I ended up losing weight and then ended up getting promotions at that job mm-hmm. that I was with. And Because you lost weight? <laughs> no, not because. Oh, okay. Well, probably because I had the confidence. Yeah, it gave you more confidence. I, I had the confidence because I lost the weight, but I was also with a partner that just helped me help motivate me mm-hmm. period well and that's that when i look at my previous relationship i i can look at the decline mm-hmm. of at least career my my career wise i you know when, when we met i was i was climbing up in the military i pretty much hit as far as i was going to go before i decided to get out and then i just kind of plateaued and then it just kind of went downhill from there and by the time that you know, we got divorced. That's where you and I had met. I had a extremely low-paying job, wearing a security officer uniform every day, um, no self-esteem, no confidence. It had just been beaten out of me, mm-hmm. and just you know, didn't really see a lot of value in in myself. Um, and then once we started seeing each other, just the all-around improvement. Um, I got a promotion. Mm-hmm. fairly quickly because I had somebody that gave me confidence. It wasn't, you know, putting me down or berating me and, and things like that. And then got, you know, another promotion. And then we were able to, you know, we got out of debt. We got um, rid of renting property and we bought property and got more promotions and better jobs and nicer things. And to the point where, you know, we were able to have everything that we have now. Yeah. Um, whereas at, at, in my last one, it all just kind of went in the reverse order. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that if, mm-hmm. if you find that happening, if, if you're just sustaining life, if you're just getting by, if you're just, you know, eking along, and yeah, maybe you get a better job here and there, but 
your quality of life really hasn't improved um, and your level of happiness hasn't improved and you know you spend more time looking forward to getting away from your partner than being with your partner you know, that's, that's a pretty good sign that you're you're not in the greatest of relationships yeah. um, whether that's first second or third love mm-hmm. but we you know according to the article according to our life and, and what we've each experienced and the parallels to it the first second and third love is is just dead on and whenever i've had candid conversations about it with other people i've had people that were like kind of had a realization like oh man oh my gosh that's i'm i'm on my second love and that's why i'm so unhappy mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's why i'm miserable that's why we don't like each other and and then, like, who's my third love? And it's not, we don't say that to <laughs> yeah, I know. be like, you, you know, I, I say it when we're talking, but I don't, I don't realistically mean you need to get out of your second yeah. love. But I think it's, it's important to identify which one you're in. And, and, and for, you know, somebody like me, like I said, if I had seen this article and I had really looked into it and did a lot of self-reflection and current relationship evaluation, I think it probably would have given me a little more courage to, Get out of it. Get out of the relationship. You think? I think so. I don't know. I'm not sure if the, if it would have given me the courage to get out. I think that, I mean, it all happened the way it was supposed to. Right. Um, you have to be careful with that, though, because I know pe- people use that as an ex- once again as an excuse well, to I stay. Used, I use yeah. it as, as an excuse. To right, stay. and we all do. Uh huh. And that's where you know, well, things will work out. If I was meant to leave, you know. It would have happened by now, yeah. or when I'm supposed to leave, it'll happen. And you just, you, you just are throwing caution to the wind, and, and you know, putting it, you know, quote unquote, in God's hands to yeah. help you out. When maybe the sign from God is He's listening been- to this podcast right now, <laughs> and you're realizing that you're in your second love, and it's time to leave. Yes, he, he brought the <laughs> lifeboat for you when it was flooding. Right. Yeah. Um, I know, and I think that I was gonna say something. In my, in my second love, um, you're saying you didn't think you would have you would have had the courage to. Yeah, I don't think I. I don't think I would have had. Because you said everything played out the way it was supposed yeah, to. Yeah, I don't think that I would have been able to, to leave like that if I if I just saw something like this. Right. I would have just. Um, oh no. Would you think you would have been aware that where you were at, or do you think you would have just dismissed it? Because, I mean, I know a lot of people do. A lot of people see stuff that can 100% applies to them uh-huh. and say, that, that that's not me. No, I don't think... I think that I would have... I think I would have saw it. You would have just of. chosen to deny it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think that a lot of people do do oh, that. Oh, they, they do. I mean, we see it all the time with people that's like, man, that's you. This is this is exactly what you're in. And it's like, no, I'm not. Uh-huh. And then, but you just wonder, like deep down, do they know, or are they really like, you know, what that that's right? This uh-huh. is, I am in that type of relationship, and I, I need to get out, but I'm just not going to. Well, and I don't think that everybody around me knew how bad it was either. Right. Too, it was just myself mm-hmm. and my partner. Right. That knew how how really awful <laughs> the situation was. And sometimes the partners don't realize; they think that it's not that bad. Well, I let him know, though. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That it was. And I, I don't necessarily mean you. I mean, yeah. I've talked to people that got 
got divorced and got split up and they were completely blindsided. I had no idea that yeah, he or no, she was miserable. And I'm like, how do you yeah, not? How do people not know? My, my ex at least knew that. When she told me she wanted a divorce, she was like, I can tell you are miserable and unhappy. Uh-huh. Which was the first time she'd ever said that. <laughs> And I think she realized that before I did, because I was just kind of numb and didn't realize how unhappy I was. It was just, you know, I accepted my lot in life and it wasn't that great, but it wasn't, you know, that bad, I thought. Uh Um, Yeah, but I, you know, I I think that it's, uh, it's just a really neat thing. If you, if you, if if anybody hasn't had a chance to look at the article, um, please do. Yeah, look at it. It gives some good insight. It helps you kind of evaluate where you're at. It's not a very long article either. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's real simple and, and to the point and easy, easy, quick read. Yep, it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really know if we have too much more to kind of say about that stuff. Uh, We talked about it a lot. Um, just, I mean, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you're with your third love. Yeah. No. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I don't know. I guess there's, yeah, not a whole lot more yeah. to say. Um, next week, though, we are going to be talking about, well, the topic is, are you really best friends? Yeah. Are, are, and, and kind of more expand, are you really married to your best friend? Right. Um, one of the things that we always hear is you know whether it's somebody's birthday or anniversary or, or whatever it is is I want to wish happy birthday or happy anniversary to my my be- I'm so happy I married my best, best friend. friend and and so we're we're gonna challenge that well and not only that I mean people think that I'm sure people say the same thing about us like oh are they really best friends yes we are really yeah. best friends if you if you know us you know you know that we're really <laughs> best friends so. Thanks again for listening and watching. Um, Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, Follow us on Instagram, like on Facebook, and... Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yes, subscribe on YouTube and SoundCloud. Yep. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.